two hosts. Tell me the most interesting thing on your mind right now. Sorry, I, 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 I was working on something. What was that? Two guests. You know, you guys really suck. Why is the floor wet? One inept producer. I'm just saying, you guys don't have that same thing before sex? I've got a checklist. Four intriguing topics. They talk, you listen. Disappointment follows. Welcome to That Was Disappointing. Remember to tip your veal and try the waitress. What? Take it away, Joe. I put it in the chat. You did? Do you have the chat no, open? I said, I said you lead off, asshole. I didn't hear that. We were when yes, did you see that? I said it prior to your oh my god, this is some this is some great audio right here. So yeah, I am going to lead it off. I already told Art uh prior to, to the show. I don't really know how this show's working. So yeah, why doesn't Joe lead it off? Awesome. Hello, everybody. This is your host with the least, Lex, and I'm here with my, uh, with with my very enabling uh, cohort here. Uh, do, do I need to play you off? This is taking you forever. <laughs> I wish I had one of those canes that could grab me around my neck and pull me off the stage right now. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'll. I'll Son of a bitch, my dogs are going. <laughs> and the hits it. keep on coming. Yes, it's and they do. Here over. you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. This is perfect. This is perfect. how we do. This is the show. That's a good show, guys. <laughs> it works with the Yeah, that was good. That was we got dogs going. <laughs> this is wonderful. It's real high, high quality broadcast. Oh, oh. Here. we're doing that's right. We're doing great. You can oh. hear. Hey, Kenny what's up, well, guys? Producer Kenny. Um, we are also joined by two lovely ladies this evening and returning guests. First, we have Kelly, who hasn't been on here in a while. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm well. Thank you very much. And we are also joined by Kat, who has been a pretty good guest as of late, which is awesome. Hi, Kat. How are you? Hey, guys. Doing good. Awesome. So before we go ahead and get started with this theme that I have no idea what it really is because booyah, uh, <laughs> let's go around the table and see what everybody's drinking. Uh, I myself am going to an old college favorite, which I haven't had in probably two decades now, Southern Comfort. That is, uh, that is, uh, that is pretty sweet and I'm mixing that with some cherry Coke. How about you, Art? Oh, Art is Art is waiting for his dogs to leave. It is really awesome that Art is pouring all this into the chat while I am going Um Shut up, Joe. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad uh, that you're paying attention to the chat, by the way. It's only like the one tool that we use consistently every week. <laughs> God uh, damn Kat, it. I know that you are not drinking right now. Um, I'm guessing you probably just have some H2O with you. Yes, my fancy water spritzer. <laughs> actually, I'm pretty pretty sure I read on Breitbart somewhere that you can actually have at least a bottle of wine when you're pregnant. So feel free. Go ahead. Why are you? <laughs> Deal. Okay, I get it. <laughs> oh, hold on. God 
sorry, hold on. Can't you bring like a bell next time or something? I know, I should really just <laughs> get you a tambourine and a cowbell. <laughs> that did and not Kelly. do it. <laughs> no. What about you, Kelly? What do you have this evening? Um, since I'm going to the gym later tonight, I have a delicious strawberry basil delicious. lemonade that I'm drinking right now. So, wait a minute. You are going to, okay. it is seven o'clock out where, you know, out where you all are right now. You, you go to the gym that late? Yeah, I do. Cause normally I'm just getting off of work right now. So then I would stop at the gym on the way home. So I like working out at night versus in the morning. I assume that gym's I'm a night owl. closing. So, nope, okay. they're open late. Nah, man. Pandemic's over, didn't Everybody you? Everybody got a vaccine. We're ringing that fucking dinner bell. We're, we're ready. That's right. Literally, there was no dimmer switch on this. We just flicked it. We're done. Mm. Well, much. and Art, since you have decided to grace us with your presence now, now just you shut your goddamn pie hole. I am having a Modelo, Michela, uh, Modelo, Modelo Chilada, Limon, and Sal. Is that related to mm. an enchilada? That's just rude. No, it's a michelada. How dare you? <laughs> All right. So I'm having vodka and coke. switching things up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, wait not to not, wait to not ask Kenny. <laughs> That's life. <laughs> Sorry, producer Kenny. Vodka what are you coke. drinking this evening? Vodka. Whoever that is. Very nice. Yeah, wait, who's producer Kenny? Yeah, Jesus Christ, Joe, you forgot about him already. I am so sorry. I tell you uh, what, we do one episode without him and you've already started to fill the seat with You know what? Over. You know what? He he left us high and dry last time, so <laughs> fuck him. Anyway, the theme of this evening's show, I'm just kidding, producer Kenny. The theme of this evening's show is um shit that we nerd out about you know you know shit that shit that we really nerd out about and it doesn't have to be just because somebody says nerd it doesn't mean you have to go you know you don't you don't have to rummage in the forest going larping or anything like that it's something that is near and dear to you that you're also insane about and i think the way that we're handling this uh for those of you who are familiar with reddit uh there's very there's a very popular subreddit known as ask reddit and basically every once in a while there's an expert on there uh who's an expert in some field and people can ask them any questions that they want to but of course this being the show that is expect us to yeah we don't have any this up a lot today. along the way <laughs> yeah no. kind of or like, answers yeah pretty much all right, so um, oh yeah, hey producer Kenny, would you like to use the chat to tell us how we're doing this? Um, what order we're I going? I Joe would just go, and then uh, yeah, I guess I'll tell everybody else who they're going. <laughs> All right, I, I done am fucked it starting up. off. Awesome. So, you know what my my wife mentioned recently in a Facebook post that you know, when I get a new obsession. I'm kind of dedicated to it. Yeah, you know, art, art, keep your mouth shut because I know you'll probably go back to my high school years and say some smart shit. But, um, but it's, but it's true. It's true. There's, uh, when, when I, when I find a new hobby that I'm really devoted to, I become, it becomes my life. And so I've mentioned on the show in the past something that is very, very near and dear to me right now is, Wait for it. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. God damn it. And I it. might only be a white 
I might only be a white belt. I might only be working on my second stripe right now, but I am absolutely dedicated to getting my blue belt. Even if when I roll with other people, even if I'm often, even if I often find myself with, with my back on the ground. So Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a thing that I'm geeking out over. It's, uh, it is, <laughs> it's taking up a lot of my thoughts nowadays. So Art, uh, Kat, Kelly, uh, even producer Kenny, if you choose to, what would you like to ask me about it? Me, a relatively new What's practitioner of the sport. Because that means something very different in my early 20s. Oh. Yeah, in, in most people's worlds, rolling is very fucking different than what you're using it as. So, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because the first time I heard... Can we rolling... use air quotes around the word interesting, <laughs> by the way? <laughs> interesting. Uh, the first time I was told rolling uh, was during the COVID pandemic. They said, you're new. You don't have to roll right now. Yeah. So I left class and my mind was like, oh when they roll, they must just do rolls across the mat, just like, you know, like, like little kids. And I'm like, Holy you know, what I just pictured when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird that they don't want us, you know, doing that right now during the, during the COVID-19 thing, but okay. No, rolling is basically at the end of every class after our lesson, we pick a partner, we pick multiple partners and we roll with them for five minute periods. What that means is, is that, Take, for instance, um, I walk up to Art and ask him if he'd like to roll. We would go out on the mat. They would put the clock on for five minutes. And during that time, the two of us would grapple and try to submit each other. And during that five-minute span, and let's say I caught Art in like a hold, he had to tap. We would immediately slap hands and go back to it once again for, for the entirety of that five minutes. That sounds hot. Wow. <laughs> um so the real question you should ask is what my record is with rolling uh because it's really embarrassing i've probably submitted i think i've submitted a total of six or seven people um and i've probably been submitted a, probably about a hundred times as being uh is generous but that's the whole thing with jiu-jitsu is that you don't you you either win or you, or you learn. There's no losing. Oh my lord! I love that. All right. Well, okay, says? Joe. I have a question. Uh, sure. I remember you used this once. You told us a story, um, and I took this clip out of context. Now, can you explain to us about this this quote? I whipped that eight year old's ass. So that was during one of your classes, right? So could you tell us the story about? how you got your your belt or stripe or whatever that it was, was not jujitsu that was not jujitsu that that was sanda um which is it a, was what it's um so i also take a self-defense class um and the martial art is called sanda uh s-a-n-d-a -A. Uh, that involves actual striking like punches and kicks and such um and <laughs> basically in order to go up in belts, um, you have to show that you know the moves for every belt. It, you know, you have to go there week after week after week. And when I, when I practiced or tested rather for my yellow belt, um, the there it was me and my partner was a thirteen year old kid. 
you know, real nice kid, but, but yeah, that was my partner. It's not like I was actually trying to submit him or hurt him or anything else. It just, he, he was my sparring or my partner there, not a sparring partner, but you know, I, I had to, I had to do the holds on somebody. It was him. So you don't hit anybody with BJJ? Like you don't. No, uh, no, there, there's no striking. It's, it's all, it's a pacifist's martial art. Don't you know? <laughs> it is, Kat, uh, the best way of describing BJJ, and I love this, is it is the art of folding clothing with somebody still inside. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> okay, I like that. I'll give that. I don't want to try it. <laughs> it. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. It's um, They are, some, you know, and, and I'm not just saying this because I think a few of them are listening to this podcast now because I've made a lot of <laughs> friends there. Um, They're going to kick they your ass the next time. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they would kick my ass. Hey, now, everybody. They, they are, from uh, Joe's are... class, he called you all pussies off the air, just letting you know. <laughs> you should they hear what he says. Oh, my movie. God. He's like, oh, I, I roll into that class, and they're going to make me teacher. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> they are honestly some of the most genuine, nicest people, and a lot of them are my age or a little bit older. Um, and actually, um, uh, Kenny brought up an interesting question here. He said, why BJJ and not other martial arts? Uh, the reason being is because the school that I go to is the same school that my son goes to, and they teach self-defense and BJJ. So it's, um, if for some reason this- That's your ever, dojo, man. I get it. Correct. Correct. That's your fucking dojo. Um, in fact, it's interesting because I just saw that a new school was opening up in my area that's teaching both BJJ and, and I- can't pronounce this correctly. Mai Tai, uh, M-U-A-Y. Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mai Tai is a drink. Yeah, yeah Muay Thai. No, it's uh, Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah, it's a uh, M-U-A-Y-T-H-A-I. It's like it, it's kind of like boxing slash kickboxing, like Eastern Asian, and you know, so so they're teaching both things there to school. But now I am. Um, the school I'm going to is my dojo. I'm not going anywhere else. Cool. Anybody else have a question for me? Perhaps you, Kelly? How many levels of belts are there? Or what's the difference between the belt color and the stripe? So the interest, so right now I have my white belt. I think you have to have four stripes uh, for pretty much every belt before you can test for like your next belt. There's white belt, blue belt, purple belt, brown belt and black belt and then after that it goes you know you know it's like second degree black belt and so on and so forth um the i really like the way that my coach or one of my coaches explains it he said in order to get your blue belt you not only have to have your stripes which means that you've been through all the lessons and whatnot i have to know joe that once you have your four stripes, I have to know that a guy, your shape, your size could walk in off the street, not knowing anything about BJJ and you could whip his ass. That is how I know that you are your next, you know, that you're a blue belt. And then after that, you know, with the whole purple belt thing, you know, that's when you really start to hone your game and whatnot. Um, and, and in fact, my coach, he's actually, uh, he actually just got awarded his black belt. His ceremony is later on this month. So I hope to be there actually next week for that. 
that's such a fine metric in which to determine your advancement is kicking the ass of a stranger. Um, before Kat goes into um, to her question, um, just I know that you're really excited and you're 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 ready to fight, but you don't need to pound the desk while you talk, Lex. I know you're you're so angry at beating things up. Yeah, it's uh, at least I'm not self harming now. Boy, that's depressing. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cat, can you pick us up? Hey, before, wait a minute! Uh, uh, hold on now. By answering or questioning, hold Joe. On, hold on, hold on. I, I want to chime in here. Oh, I thought yeah, I thought Joe already acknowledged it, but go ahead. Well, so uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or as Joe likes to call it, BJJ, uh, <laughs> just turned a hundred years old last year. So I really don't know how I'm going to do the rest of the show, but I'm going to give Joe a hundred points. Thank you, sir. Now, now you can go cat. There you go. Okay. Um, That's not on you, cat. That's on Kenny's choice. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) So it actually kind of in the spirit of uh, exercise. So I sort of have started geeking out over fitness uh, and most specifically Pilates in the last couple of years. I had a really bad accident actually about, gosh, 11 years ago now. Um, And it kind of led me into this that was sort of a way to kind of cope with it and just became a passion. So I'm now certified as a personal trainer and I spend way too many hours every week exercising. <laughs> and then after I've done my full-time job, I go into a Pilates studio and uh, I teach private Pilates sessions. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun um, and I really enjoy it. And I now bring it into literally everyday life. And I think my husband wants to strangle me every time I tell him about all the things that he should be doing <laughs> differently <laughs> or- I could see that. I could, I could see him having some judging. issues with this. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Especially as he's been playing hockey, you know, lots of benefits with Pilates, man. It's all core based. So strengthen you don't that tell part. a hockey player to go do fucking Pilates though. So you tell you a hockey player surprised. to go take boxing lessons is what you do. You would be so surprised in a lot of the Pilates studios I've been in. We see NFL players, we see MLB players, we see NHL players. Um, one of the girls that I teach with her, husband uh used to play for the nhl and he goes in still all the time and and uh, actually gets his exercise that way through pilates because there's so much benefit to it so um i i just i can't say enough about it because like there's so many great benefits like how how can you not be excited about that (laughs) not just physically but mentally and i don't know i just i love it (laughs) All right, so so my first question, what is Pilates? Sure, so the best way I could describe it is a, a, a resistance well, this is I, I feel like I need to have a, 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 a cue under this since you're going to teach us something. <laughs> um, well, I have nothing appropriate, so we'll just go. Of with course this. you don't. Go ahead, Kat. Oh, that's, that's good, yeah. Just It's just resistance-based training, resistance-based strength training, I think is the best way to describe it. You know, there's different levels. You can do it on the mat. Um, you can do it with uh, what is called a reformer, which you may or may not be able to see behind me. I have one in my office. 
Um, there's also the chair and the tower. So a lot of different ways you can do it. Um, similar to yoga, but different in that it's very core based versus being like a little more stretching based. How did you start? How did you find you found it because you got hurt? So funny story that I, the Pilates piece of it, when I, when I got uh, certified in personal training, uh, the gym I was at asked me if I would get certified in Pilates and I had never done it before. And I walked into a studio that had the certification program and I said, I want to give this a try and turned out it was the best decision I've ever made. How mad do you get when people call Pilates yoga? <laughs> I've never heard anybody do that actually. Yoga on a board. <laughs> is, is there, is there goat Pilates? Hear... Yeah, are is there goat there Pilates? Is there goat Pilates? Not, yoga wins. Sure, why not? I you will know, say a lot of times I take, you know, different, you know, different exercises, whether it's from yoga or from, you know, even just like basic training on the floor, like considering weight training. And I like to move it over to the reformer or to the tower as I'm working with my clients, because I think it's a very different approach. A lot of, a lot of the instructors that I work with and that I, um, even meet are very dance-based. Uh, they kind of have more of a dance background versus my personal training background. So they're very little bit more of the flow and I'm a little bit more of the, you know, strength training appeal to the, maybe even like the male population <laughs> with my Pilates uh, approach. So I'm going to ask another <laughs> dumb question because like I said, you know, I've, I've heard the term, I'm not familiar with Pilates, obviously. But I've seen videos of like, let's say boxers training with bands where they like punch and such. And it's bands that, you know, attach from their, you know, from their arms down to like their legs. Is that kind of like the same thing? Yeah, 100 percent. OK. Yeah. I, I mean, you could absolutely make it, you know, Pilates based. Really, like I said Pilates is focused on strengthening the core, which is everything from your shoulders to your hips, basically. Not to say it doesn't work on your legs and your arms as well, um, because it certainly can and does, but uh, really the focus is to strengthen the core. So even those strong arm movements or a strong leg, leg movement, there's a heavy focus in strengthening the core while you're doing that and, and focusing on how you hold your core and um, you know how you become stronger, which will help you become stronger as you use your arms and your legs because it's really the, the basis of your whole body. It's gonna support your spine. Can you do it underwater? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, for a while, I was actually teaching a pool Lottie's class with a, a friend of mine. Awesome. Oh, we got the pool and some do you serve pool drinks Lottie. too? Yeah. <laughs> they actually did. They spilled beer on the pool side. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. What's your favorite machine and what's your favorite move? I don't know if I have a favorite move, but um, honestly, I think the chair is my favorite. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh chair, if you don't know what the chair is. I was gonna um, say, does anybody else know what the fuck they're talking about? I've <laughs> <laughs> been Pilates for years, so that's all, all the, I know. The, the two ladies are excited and the guys are just staring dead-eyed at the at the camera. It's like, I don't know what the chair is. Sounds they're getting excited about it. I don't know. Is there something I can like maybe learn with my wife or something? I know. Is this something that would be in the, the James Spader classic classic the secretary? No, describe the chair. So the chair, it kind of looks like a box um, and then it has a pedal or two pedals, depending on what kind of chair you're using. The pedals have springs on them. So um, you can use it, you know, on top of the box where your, your whole body's on top of the box and maybe you're using the pedal for like leg strengthening movements. You can lay on the ground and use the pedal for the resistance. Um, I like to lately, my, my big thing is um, using the pedal almost as a place to uh, place yourself and utilize everything from, you know, the legs through the glutes up through the core to hold yourself steady and uh, get some, some leg and glute movements in. Um, that's been my favorite the way. Glutes are my favorite. That's, it's gotta be my favorite muscle. Nothing better than a good glute. Yes, man. Old Iron Cheeks Hopkins <laughs> over there. <laughs> but so, so I'm going. So I'm going to to ask uh, the obvious question because, as we mentioned, Cat, you're expecting right now. Is Pilates still a part of your life? You know, as we speak? good question. Is it yeah, yeah. Um, and the that's pregnant actually... people listening will want to know. Yeah, all <laughs> none of them. Yes. Well, Cat, no. when she listens back on this episode, then yes. <laughs> No, I honestly, that's probably the thing I love the most about Pilates is that it is literally for every body, including a pregnant one. And so it's been a huge part of my life. Um, and I love having, uh, we actually just moved my office because I'm pregnant and we need a place to put a child. Um, well, I thought you just moved now. it because you were just getting too pregnant and just grumpy or something. We're putting you in the other end of the house. Yeah. They're pretty small to start. In workout room too, so um, it's it's nice to be able to take a break and hop on the reformer and um, get some movement. In. And you know, there there are lots of ways that I do have to modify um, just for safety. But um, you know, I, I I work myself with other pregnant women, um, lots of elderly women. Those are probably those and and children um, have been my favorite to work with because their bodies are so different than the athletic body, which we see a, a significant amount of. Um, and there's, there's a lot of ways you can get creative and make them stronger and healthier. And it's really cool to see their progress. Nice. That I'm is... going to shoehorn my way in because I haven't had the, been able to ask anything yet. Uh, so from my, my quick internet search, I am given to understand that the boomerang is the most, one of the considered to be one of the hardest Pilates exercises. What I do you don't think? Know that one. I don't know that one either. Yeah. Are you sure you're looking at them? I am. Pilates? I looked. I, I googled Pilates and and hard and. Hard I mean, I can describe how to do the boomerang, but I don't see how it helps anybody get stronger. Look, it says here: you sit on your mat, you sit tall on your mat, legs in front of you, ankles crossed, hands by your sides. You scoop your belly and round back, lowering yourself onto the mat one vertebra at a time. Once you're laying flat on the floor, immediately let your legs roll up and overhead. They should be parallel to the mat and both your arms should be forward on the mat. Draw inward with a scooped belly and round back and pull up into a V-sit. 
interlace your fingers behind you, arms outstretched and chest lifted. So I'm guessing you roll back and then you suddenly teeter forward with your legs at one angle and your arms the other way. So you're like a V I'm guessing. I, I have no idea, but it why sounds I, awful. Why do I think that the boomerang is on the same list as like the Harvey wall banger? It could be, hold on. Let me see what else is on this list. That was a that nice looks like something. I'm looking at a video of it and it looks like something I just did naturally as a kid. Like yeah, it sounds a, like a this... rollover with a teaser. Yeah. Um, which, you know, teasers definitely are very difficult. So I could see why, you know, someone would argue that oh, there's a teaser. One of the most, I see yep. most difficult uh, exercises. So we think about it, like think about how heavy your legs are. And if you just like lay down and you try and lift your legs very straight at the same time as your upper body, those are two very heavy levers. Like that's all of your weight that you're trying to lift all at once evenly. Um, and, and even to safely bring your legs up over your body, you know, up over your head, right. Without coming up onto your neck. So you're doing it safely. That's, that's a lot of weight to carry through your abs specifically. Mm. Yeah. I could see it being, being one of the most difficult. Whoever said that has not tried the Cadillac. <laughs> right? That oh, I would yeah. agree with. Dude, I can't. <laughs> Thank you. All right. All these moves sound dirty. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I know. I seriously, they do. Like <laughs> the Cadillac, the jackknife, like, the boomerang. So much it's like these are all fruit weird here, and I'm like, things. nobody's just just let it go. <laughs> just like all the terms that Joe just used for his BJJ. Yeah. What well, term? Joe describes his BJ in a very very strange place. So you know, it's, <laughs> it's not like I talked about the omoplata or the go-go plata or anything like that no but it's you're like, like sorry what was it again what yeah. sorry joe what did you say the omoplata boring boring <laughs> so guys there are 34 well this guy says that there are 34 poses is there are 34 poses in Pilates, sure. sure. Yeah. I think there's way more than that. There are way more than that because I had to learn way no, more I, than that for my exam. I declare that there's 134 poses, and that's how many points you're getting. Yeah. Uh, wow, look at that. Okay, where's where's my gong for that one? A point gong. All right, Art, you're actually on deck. Well, mine should be pretty easy. Uh, I heard movies. <laughs> <laughs> Not just movies, but weird, <laughs> off the beaten path, and indie. All the weird fucking movies that most people have never heard of. This is about his new podcast, people. No, I wasn't even going to mention that. I wasn't even going to say anything about that. You brought up, you know, you're, I'm even going to do one better. I'm not even going to mention the name of that podcast yet. So it's not about that. It's just about the fact that I enjoyed the almighty shit out of movies that most people never heard of. And if they have, they don't care about them. And um, I, I, I just have an affinity for them. I just love them. And yeah, I'm all over the place with it. I'm just a fucking obsessed about collecting so. them and watching them. How do you collect them? Yeah, Blu-ray? So me a collective. Uh, you know, there's digital pur purchases. There's Blu-rays and DVDs. Usually the harder ones, you have to go on DVD. You have to get them um, typically on eBay. Or you can actually, a lot of these, you can just reach out to the filmmakers themselves and get in touch with them. Has it been proven that none of them are snuff movies yes all the ones that i have i don't believe it <laughs> here's the thing about snuff movies if you want to talk about that 
Um, they do exist, but there's the, there's a very gray definition for it. If you're going to say, by definition, a snuff film is a movie that is made because party A paid party B to murder someone on tape, then I'm sure that shit exists, but it's not in common media. But if you delineate snuff as simply being a movie of people dying on camera, well, that shit's been around for a very long time. So it depends on how you want to call it. What's that? I don't think that's a snuff movie. Well, Google Uh, defines a snuff movie as a pornographic movie of an actual murder. See, that's an interesting thing that they use the word pornographic yeah. in there because it's not always sexualized. Right, I understand, but it's just, it's funny that Google said it. Yeah, so that's what it is. So yeah, the fact is there's like, lots of, dude, there's lots of videos of people dying on camera on purpose, you know, I and like people killing them. Arts, uh, arts topic here. No, I'm just saying, you didn't, you just brought a, you just brought a question, you know? How many so, would you say you have? How many movies would I say I have? Yeah. That's a very good question. Um, I'm going to look at my records here. How many points he's going to give you? I'm going to say, actually, you know what? It's weird between. (laughs) No, (laughs) I don't have a definitive uh, number, but it's going to be in the thousand range, about a thousand, probably upwards of 1200. Yeah. So I think that I'm trying to add to that every week. I think the old trope is that if the wife gets mad, at the husband that she tosses his clothes out on the lawn. So if Ashley got mad at you, would she toss your movies out there on the lawn? She might, but uh, you know, again, she'd have to come down to my dungeon, which is where I keep all my stuff. And <laughs> as it does, right. As I've gotten older, I have this thing about just archiving stuff. So I always transfer them. So I get my DVD player or my Blu-ray player and I'll rip it. So I have a virtual copy and I put, just like everything else I have on my machine, I do keep a backup on a large, large hard drive. I keep in a safe in case there's ever anything that happens. If the FBI is listening, Art does not listen or Art does not read the the warning at the beginning of the movies. <laughs> he, he's allowed to do that. He's just not allowed to distribute it. <laughs> oh, well, now that's a that's another question and answer session we could have is this whole like, where's the line between legality of duplicating your own materials for your own purposes or if you're going to share it. All right, back in the day, uh, you you were always into some really freaky movies. And uh, I remember watching this one movie. Um, uh, it was fucking crazy. And they went into this outhouse and inside the outhouse, it was like much larger and somebody oh else. that's top secret yeah oh yeah 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 is that what it was yeah because yeah. you walk in and they say holy shit great use of space must have been all those bob vila books and we stole that joke we did we did we stole that joke for our independent movie or independent quote-unquote yeah. Yeah, our, our movie is kids <laughs> that was the but only one crazy. that wasn't funded dude you, yeah exactly you can't I even think... make that joke now because nobody knows who bob, bob, bob vila, vila is, is. no yeah. so, so well you're of the right age group bracket kelly that's true. I used to watch this old house. Yeah. I think Kelly was raising her hand as well. Or I her. think Kat was or Kelly. Kat? Who? No, Kat, Kat was. was. Yeah. So, so Ken kind of started to answer this question on your behalf for me, but how long have you been doing this? How long have you been collecting these movies, these kinds of movies? Like your uh, whole you life? Know, or... Unofficially, since I was probably in middle school and we would go to the flea market and that's where we would buy the illegal ones because people would just (laughs) copy tons and tons of movies under their VHSs on the long play three hour setting. Um, It wasn't until I got out of high school and into college that I started actually collecting them properly on DVD and stuff like that, because then I was able to go and I was just getting more into the scene of, you know, the local 
uh, independent scene in Baltimore. And I would go to these underground screenings in these small rooms and these warehouses. And that's how I learned about Trey Parker and Matt Stone's first movie, Can- uh, Cannibal the Musical. Um, and, <laughs> I, you know, it's just like it just got so turned into this stuff. And it was just amazing. And then, you know, got into the indie film scene in Baltimore and met a lot of people from the city who did a lot of work that way. And that's how I got to know um, through those different channels, Don Doler, who was, uh, he was, there's three filmmakers that come to my mind when I think of Baltimore. It's obviously John Waters, um, Barry, oh my God, why can't I remember his name? Barry Levinson and, and Don Doler. Um, oh yeah, Don Doler, absolutely. You don't know who he is, Joe. I don't. Yeah, you don't know who he is. Is that how you got into acting too? No, actually, that was just me enjoying to make movies in my backyard with my friends. And then it wasn't until I got to high school and uh, a friend of ours, John, who was in the chorus class and also the theater, he actually told me, uh, dude, you got to try out for chorus camp because we do some singing and plays and stuff. And it's a great way to meet girls. And then that actually started me into the whole theater thing. So why, why the like the subtopic movies like why the like the weird stuff yeah why the weird stuff i mean you know because i guess on a bigger scale obviously they all looked like the things that we used to make when we were kids in the sense that these are the movies that people were doing because they enjoyed to do it um you know hollywood is an industry it's a business people do that to make money a lot of these movies that i got into they do it because they just enjoy making a piece of art for better or for worse, whatever that means. It's the, the spirit and the energy of creating something with your friends and your colleagues and knowing again, for better or worse, that you made something that did not exist before this moment. Oh, wait and wait, wait, it can wait, never go away. I mean, unless they burn every single copy of it. No, wait a minute. These, these movies that are made for art, aren't they mostly like trauma caliber movies? Uh, some, but not all, you know, now here's the thing. Now, see, now this is a bigger question. The way you're asking that is it begs the question. So define art. What is art? Does it have to be something that is, uh, does it have to be like a Terrence Malick? Let's pan the camera to the sky every few scenes and just sit there and think about what we watch for three hours. Or is it something as, you know, base as like you said, trauma, uh, trauma stuff like Tromeo and Juliet or, you know, the toxic okay. avenger you know it's it's all over the place art is it's whatever we deem it to be um as long as you make people have some fun and tell i'm not even going to say an interesting story just as long as you tell a story that makes people feel or think something even Anything. if that thing is bo- negative or positive yeah you're like saying that. that the toxic avenger and casablanca have more in common than 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 they do apart yes and i'll actually tell you one thing that they have very different about though between them toxic avenger has infinitely more merchandise than casablanca ever did true statement i don't remember there ever being a cartoon show for kids about casablanca you know let's see what they're doing one of the greatest nazis this time time. (laughs) you know i don't remember seeing too many casablanca puzzles but yeah but, you know, it's funny because um, you mentioned Casablanca and merchandising, like, you know, that was referenced so many times in like Looney Tunes and stuff like that, you know, yeah. here's looking at you, kid, or whatever that is. Uh, yeah, no, there was I, certainly I no a lot of referential. Yeah. 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 
No, it's it it stands as it's something that you know, especially wow, you're going back to those cartoons that were made for the like it was all those are pop culture references is what those were. Yeah, you know, like those are cartoons that are running not necessarily in tandem with the time, but within a period where the people watching these cartoons would have grown up and remembered that movie. So they're making, you know, zeitgeist referentials in these things. Um, and that's just, you know, <laughs> that's just something we don't really think about. But yeah, you didn't see very many Casablanca lunchboxes and Casablanca t-shirts and stuff like that. So All I could think about is the time that Art and Al dragged me along. Well, well Art dragged me along. And I think that was actually the first time I met Al to the screening debut of a movie called Fear of Clowns. Oh fuck yeah! Everybody, clowns, was, baby. everybody was so deadly serious about how brilliant this movie was, and it was the most rancid, steaming pile of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Fear of clowns, man! You're bringing up a deep cut. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I believe they actually went on and made a sequel, or they did make a sequel. To oh, that. that's wonderful. Yeah. So fear of clowns in 2004, art. clowns art. 2007. Do you haven't seen the sequel? I'm pretty sure I did. Um, now you're going back a long time. And remember, I used to drink a lot more than I do now uh, on top of all the other things I did. So yeah, fear of clowns. If we should possible. do a screening sometime. That's what I'm dude. saying. Let's do a screening. Fucking if A. Possible, if possible, the villain who was a a clown uh, was more unlikable than than John Wayne Gacy, and that's, and that's just because he sucked. Not, not oh, that's so harsh. That dude, that was that was that was Mark uh, Lassil, I believe, or Lassisi or something like that. I can't Lacy. I can't remember how to pronounce his name, but I remember meeting him a couple times. He was like this muscled out bald guy. Um, yeah, yeah, that was. What's he gonna do? Track me down? Uh, when I give him your uh, your info, I sure. know BJJ now, asshole. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know how to roll. All right, Art. So uh, you have twelve hundred movies. That's nice. I'm not going to give you twelve hundred points because I'm disappointed that you didn't see the sequel to uh, was it Faces of Clowns? Fear of Clowns. Fear I said clowns. I probably did. I just don't remember it. So I'll divide it in half. You only get six hundred. Woohoo! Wait a minute. Where's my clap? Just kidding. I actually deserve this. Hulk champ. Oh, yeah. Hulk champ. Hulk champ, Hulk champ. That brings us to Kelly. Kelly, bring us home. Oh, God. Dear Ned. Uh, I, I have a lot of interest, but anytime I get interested in something new, then I end up being obsessed with it. But I guess overall, the one thing that I've always been a nerd about is anything space related. I want to be an astronaut since I was a little kid. Yes, aliens, the whole nine yards. Um, not the movie, whole nine yards, just everything that has to do with space. I mean, yeah, I wanted to be an astronaut as a kid. I wanted to go to space, still do. Um, and just, there's so much about the universe and so many things that we do know and that we don't know. It's just an endless plethora of theory and what if uh one of the things that always that still fries in my brain when i try to wrap my head around it are black holes and i'm the kind of nerd that i will spend my friday night watching a lecture 
by a bunch of PhDs on black holes just because I love that stuff too. And I love, I'm waiting for somebody to explain it in a way that my brain can, doesn't melt when I try to think about it. So anything space related, I love reading all those kinds of papers about matter, antimatter that just came out the other day and about is it Schrodinger's cat theory and just, yeah, that's my so you, So in order for us to lose all of our uh, listeners, Schrodinger's cat in reference to- So yeah, I was gonna say Schrodinger's cat in that it's more of a thought exercise than a space thing. I, but, I guess you could. I mean, I guess it's like quantum. Yeah, but it, it goes into the, you know, the the quantum realm, that whole, you know, with, you know, physics and particles and that kind of stuff too, which is, you know, is what the whole universe is made up of, you know, matter, antimatter and all that, you know, the quantum realm, um, you know. So it, it overall is all related as well too, but um, that thought exercise, yeah, was m- more in how our perception of things can affect the way um, matter. Like dual existence of particles, like when you're looking, they're there. When you're not, they're not right. There. So basically, Schrodinger's cat is the cat. So his this, this the guy that came up with the Schrodinger. Yeah, got it. He put his cat in a box, right? And so. <laughs> So at that moment, the cat's in the box. The reality is that cat could either be still alive or dead. Yes. You have a 50-50 chance of that being, either of those being correct, right? And so the moment you open the box, whatever you witness, that becomes reality. So it's a very out there way of thinking about it. And that is a very generalized term or way of explaining it as well too. I mean, the YouTube videos do it a lot better job of explaining it. What is going on? In case you have forgotten, Schrodinger's cat is a thought experiment. I didn't forget. Um, There's this cat in a box. Oh, come on, you (laughs) That's too bad. Um, Kelly, would you say that that your love of state, love of space, started with a crush on Fox Mulder because mine did start with a crush on Dana Scully. No, yours also started with Fox Mulder. Don't even fucking clown around. You know, hey, hey, I wasn't picky back then. Hey, dude, David Duchovny and that red Speedo in season one. Woo, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Is he smuggling a schnauzer? What's going on? Uh, No, my love of space started with the movie Space Camp in in the 80s. Great movie. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is about that movie, but I watched that movie more times than any movie in history. Um, and for whatever reason, anything that has to do with rockets or the, that kind of raw power just spoke to me as a kid. And I thought, okay, well, that's what I want to do. What in reality, what I really wanted to do is I wanted to be an actor playing an astronaut. <laughs> I wanted to be Kate Capshaw. <laughs> could still so happen. It, it could, yeah, exactly. And I can't wait to meet her someday so I can tell her that she's the reason that I started, I wanted to be an actor because I saw she looked like what I looked like as a kid, you know, with the big curly, you know, brunette hair. And I thought, oh, I knew it was a movie, but still I was like, oh, she, look, she can be an astronaut. I can be an astronaut too. I just, math has never been my strong suit. Everybody has, like their brain works in certain ways and mine just never worked. It, I can't, 
math is something that always eluded me. So, so uh, I gave so up the dream. I, I want to, I'm going to tie in our topics and I want to ask you other than obviously space camp, mm-hmm. what is with all of your studies and your time with space and your fascination, what mm-hmm. in your mind is the most accurate slash compelling space oriented film that you've seen? I know the answer to this, but I don't know if what she's seen. Baseballs. Well, I will, I will, I will help her out. <laughs> um, I would have to say the Martian. That's like exactly it. the one I was thinking. Because really? when okay. you're talking about, you know, the math is, is the difficult part for you personally. That's the one thing I couldn't help but notice is exactly how much mathematics was involved in everything he did. And that's the yeah. sort of thing you don't see in most science films and space films is you don't see the astronaut, as he would say, sciencing the shit out of it. Yes. Exactly. You know, it's like and literally figuring of, out the mathematics of everything. Right. And the amount of discussion and calculations that they had to do to go rescue him and what they had to come up with for those who haven't seen the film, the ship that he has to get take to get off of the planet, to get off Mars. Um just the amount of science that they had to figure out to make it all still work. And then they were still this, they came up this short. And so they had to like improvise at the, you know, Spoiler alert. yeah. Um, yeah. I understand a lot of that in the book and I guess that's in the movie was like pretty accurate too. Mm-hmm. I'm not a scientist, but yes. That's what I understood. I think that was like the most impressive part to me yeah. is how accurate there's, they- There's definitely some yeah. liberties that were taken, but it's- Of course, it's, it's a movie. Yeah, it's a but movie. you got to make it exciting. They got to make it exciting and it's got to be theatrical, but I do, right. it's spot on. It, uh, this is exactly how we would do it. It's, you know, right. Elon's going to take us there. Yeah. Exactly. And the one thing that was probably really over embellished for the, the movie is at the very beginning, that big dust storm that kind of, you know, started the whole, yeah. you know, problem. Yeah, Mars doesn't have dust storms that are that violent. Not enough because right. there's not that much atmosphere, atmosphere right? Yeah. Right. They can have they can Mars can have a, a global dust storm where it blankets the sun across the whole planet, and that's what killed um, Opportunity Rover is because of the panels when the dust storm got so bad, and it was for so many months during I guess it was the summer months several years ago. Um, it was completely black. I mean, the last photo that it took it basically couldn't even see the sun anymore. And so it just, that much dust just does get kicked up and it just hangs there, but it's not like whipping around violently, almost like a tornado or something. So, so yes, that was for movie effect, but uh, Andy Weir, the writer of the book, he spent considerable amount of time, you know, um, talking to all the scientists and engineers at NASA because he wanted to get it as accurate as he could. Um, And so, yeah, I thought he did a a, a great job in terms of accuracy. Now, if we're gonna talk about films like um, Gravity, and they I had so many problems so, with that okay. film. I kept getting ripped out of it. I'm like, the earth doesn't rotate that way. What's going on here? How do I was like, do you, you can't orbit? You, why? You when, when, when she and when she was holding on that tether with uh George Clooney, yeah. and all she had to do was literally go like this, yeah, and she'd literally he'd come floating yep. right to her, and, and then he lets go. And he and then floats away. It's like she's just gonna stay. Like, did you push him? Damn, girl! Like, I the way. Why are you floating away? There's no atmosphere. And then she'd keep hopping, hopping like the space station and the ships to get back. 
Kelly, have you seen? I mean, overall, I liked it, you know, just for, you know, entertainment, but inaccurate. Have you watched The Expanse? Yes, I've watched. How many seasons are there? Five. Okay, I think I've seen the first two, but a long time ago, so I don't remember oh, much. Dude, right for, but... for a space science nerd, The Expanse nails it. Okay, they, I'll, I'll they probably start it over from the beginning it. so I can get Read the book, read the books, read the books. I have the books. I haven't had a chance yet, but uh, they okay. they nail it. I mean, at no point you're like, that's 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 exactly how that would work. Science and all. Actually, I need to ask Joe a question since I didn't, first of all, I didn't know those were books. And now that Joe's read them. Uh, so Joe, did you go online looking for a synopsis of the books before you read them? I did not, but I got what? but I got excited while I was reading and at times I would kind of read and have the plot summaries online and whatnot. God damn, someday we need to have a fucking long talk about this. I need to understand your psychology. I don't understand we need to have a that's what i say we have to have a spoiler discussion just to and it's not going to be all of us talking about it it's just us trying to fucking understand you that's what that's all about let me ask kelly a question while while we still have like what the fuck is wrong with you oh we don't have time i can't remember this shit does everything with you have to be a fucking test all right kelly yes gun to your head if jesus christ if you had okay excuse me uh, let's say, knock on your head. Let's say that you had to make a bet. You you had to spend all your money, you know, you know, on on this question, or on your choice here rather. The existence of grays, because there's been a lot of talk about, you know, you know, oh, there's life out there. There's you know, single cell organisms, this and that, or you, you know, actual intelligent beings like 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 the greys that have always you know or like the lizard men or anything like that mm-hmm. would you bet on their existence or bet against their existence that they exist i'd bet that they would okay yeah the universe is just so maths the math yeah the math's there that because i think we even talked about this many shows ago i think it came up if we if we are the only intelligent Drake being equation, in the right? entire universe, then that would that make us a mistake? We're an oopsie. That's not talking about God involved. I'm just saying, like, there has to be other. We, we just we can't comprehend it. We're just a primordial, Ooh. a primordial um, uh, pre-ejaculate. That's all we are. We are unintelligent design. But yes, I would bet everything. Kelly, you were saying something. Yes, I would. I would bet all my money that there is intelligent life somewhere out there. Very good. Same. Yeah. Yeah. How would you score this? Well, uh, unfortunately for everybody, uh, the orbital velocity of low Earth orbit is seventeen thousand five hundred miles per hour. So Kelly wins at this. Seventeen thousand five hundred points. Yeah, yeah. All right, fine, fine, fine. Even when I get a hundred points, I'm still in last place. <laughs> yeah, you are. Thank God. <laughs> all right. So, thank you all for coming. Um, as always, I don't know. This has been a disappointingly fun time. <laughs> got to hear about Pilates. Got to hear about space. Got to hear about. Joe's BJ's and um, Ken was there as always to do what he did. 
and then I talk about movies. So Joe and I are back to square one with with each other. So there you go. Um, any if you don't have anything to push, any ladies have anything you want to share with the world? I can be found as Cosmic Kelly on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to talk science, there you or, go. Cad, do you have a Pilates thing? Yeah, sure. If, if y'all are in North Dallas, come see me at Regen Pilates in Prosper. I'd love to hang out with you there. It's a great studio. Lots of wonderful classes, wonderful people. Come there you it. go. You heard it from her directly. Pilates, North Dallas. Make it happen. Yeah. And uh, if you ever want to join Joe with BJ's, uh, go to Perry Hall or wherever the fuck it is that he lives. Yeah, my baby. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, and if you want to know more about podcast, is. I was going to say, if you want to know more about that new podcast, you're just going to have to we tune don't. in later this season. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> tune in later in a that was disappointing episode. I'll eventually say the name and its release date. But until then, I won't give Joe the pleasure. Goodbye. I got the blues. I got the blues. I got the alcoholic okay what is going on in case you have forgotten schrodinger's cat is a thought no, experiment i didn't forget um, there's this cat in a box, and until you open it, it's either dead or alive or both. <laughs>